0: I'm Alex Kappelman. This is The Decision, the podcast where people try to convince me to finally abandon the Knicks and become a fan of their favorite team. This is episode 15, the Milwaukee Bucks, and advocating for the Bucks today is Jimmy Gutierrez. He's a producer at New Hampshire Public Radio, uh, and let's just get right into it.
1: So I am born and raised in Milwaukee, and I was curious, do you know where Milwaukee is? Uh, It's in Wisconsin. It's in Wisconsin, exactly. And that's actually much better than most folks I talk to. Like, no what? one knows where Milwaukee is. No, like, seriously? Seriously. Like this has been a thing throughout my life. And so the Bucks are kind of like whenever I meet someone like of my same like ilk, it's like, oh, so you know about the Bucks. Like you may not know where we are, but you know about my Bucks. Hmm. And okay. so it's kind of like endeared itself. The team has endeared itself like to just like identity stuff. But more than that, I mean, I love basketball. And so I've been watching the Bucks play since I was a kid, um, going to games, and, you know, with, with states, you know, you have your, your, your big teams and everything like that, it's basketball, baseball, football, whatever. Um, and Milwaukee, the Bucks have always been like Milwaukee's team, right? Like, you got the Packers, who is kind of like, in, they're in Green Bay, but they're the state squad. Growing up, the Brewers were like a triple A team, um, <laughs> and, and it's just, baseball is not my thing, but but in in the early 90s, the Bucks were everything. Um, the greatest color scheme in NBA history was the purple and green. Uh, I think it was that same year we won the draft lottery. Uh, and that was like the big dog was locked for number one. Oh, yeah, Glenn and Robinson. That Glenn Robinson. And it changed my world. Like that took my fandom into like hyperdrive. Huh. Um, and then, you know, then we built from there and – Ray Allen, Sam Cassell, the big three. So, okay. So that's, but well, that's okay. That's, that's the
0: past. Now we have, now we have the Bucks. We have the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo, who is a 6'11 point guard, essentially, who is ridiculous. Like, just, just like taking, like, you, you take like two steps from like the, the, the three point line and he's like dunking on you. It's, 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 it's ridiculous to watch him. Like, what is it like? Like, what what is it like to sit down and watch this Bucks team as a Bucks fan? What's that experience
1: like? Oh man, it's everything. It's it's so beautiful. I think it's, you know, you wait so long for like, just just for talented players to come in and just rep rep your team, and um, and it's not like he came in as like the number one guy, right? He wasn't he wasn't a, a lottery pick. He was slept on by everybody, and and just watching his growth over the last four years that he's been here. Um, and that's the other thing how, how old do you think Giannis is oh I mean I know he's he's younger than everyone thinks he's probably like 22 right 23 yeah 22 yeah, 22 he'll be 23 insane. this year
0: that's, that's crazy he's like because he came into the league when he was like 18 or 19 and yep, he's yep. I mean he's just like he's just so good uh, okay, so okay, but okay. Aside from Giannis, like I, I, I don't even know. I mean, Jabari, I think is the only other guy who I can probably name right now. Is 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 Zaza Pachulia still on your team? I don't even know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, who who else you got? Oh, Zaza, I miss that guy. Um, people always sleep on the reigning Rookie of the Year, um, but that's Brogdon, the the president. Um, who, I don't even know who you're talking about, dude. Malcolm Brogdon is is our point guard. He's he he's won kind of like rookie of the year. He won rookie of the year last year.
0: I literally have never heard of him before. And like I've, I'm like I'm like I'm a casual fan, but I'm like a pretty deep in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, yeah. So so he's kind of like a, a maybe a better scoring Andre Miller, like Chris Middleton. People sleep oh, on yeah. so much, and I, and and I get it because he he tore his hamstring last year. But he's bamming on people. Like Chris is back, and I he's mean he's going to put up twenty points on a game. People? Oh, yeah. What oh, is, it was wait, wait, wait. nasty. I'm just confused. I'm just confused. I just I wonder what bamming means. <laughs> so he's he was throwing it down. And Chris Middleton's like, you know, dunking on fools. And he and Chris Middleton's like a mid-range, mid, mid three-point, you know, just yeah, that yeah. silky, smooth jumper. Like Jabari, I mean, my heart breaks for him. Like two ACL tears. Yeah, Jabari Parker. I've had an ACL tear. Yeah, I mean. Um, and then Thon. I mean, Thon is like, Thon maker. you know, Thon Maker. One of the best you know, names in
0: the NBA for sure.
1: <laughs> Watching him on defense is just, it's spectacular with his timing and, and his help and his, I mean, he's talking or, I mean, he's a rookie and he's, he's, he's barking out there and it's beautiful.
0: All right. So you get me excited about the basketball now. Um, Let's talk about off the court stuff. Um, I mean, honestly, the first thing that I think about is Jason Kidd. Um, Oh yeah. First of all. It's just like that, that thing where he like accidentally, quote unquote, spilled his, his water on the, on the court so that he can get more time during a timeout or something Ooh, like that. Yeah, yeah. Which is a, to me a little bit bush league. You know, people I think tend to be like, oh, it's, he's just competitive. He's trying to win at any cost. But to me, it's just like, come on, guy. Like, uh, uh, I don't yeah. know. But the thing that I really care about is the fact that, you know, he, he uh, physically assaulted his wife. Uh, like oh, no like doubt. fifteen years ago, and I, it's just really hard for me to get on board with someone like that. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So I mean, how do, how do you how do I reconcile these interesting young players with this coach who I'm not really in love with personally or professionally, to say the
1: least? Right. Yeah. I mean, and I man, this is like I grew up playing, you know, point guard like, and I emulated his style. Um, I I love Jason Kidd in the way that he played ball. Um, but yeah, the, the domestic abuse stuff is, is hard to shake. I think that's, that's a conversation every fan should have with themselves and probably with a group of people to, to come to that, like, how do, you, how do you balance that? How do you reconcile that? Um, because there's no doubt my wife is not a fan of Jason Kids. We've talked about it. Um, his personal stuff, I'm not a fan of Jason kidd, but but it is it, it's it's a tricky thing it's a tricky thing to reconcile and and I think that's a part of like being a fan is like you need to and he gives you that opportunity to kind of like okay well how do you how do you deal with this? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't necessarily know if that's an opportunity I want to take. You know, there's a, there's so many ways to, uh, to to think about that, you know, throughout popular culture, you know.
1: But it, the sports, I don't think sports should be a place where you turn that off, you know. Oh, totally, uh, because, oh, I agree. Right, you compartmentalize the sport then, and then, I mean, there's still full, you know, full human beings outside of that. Like, Ray Lewis's politics or, you know, whoever else, you know, it's it's hard to separate, like, the legacy of what this person is and then, you know, kind of kind of their actions, Totally. I, I, I totally agree. Um, what the, what's the deal with the players' politics? As 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 problematic as Jason Kidd is, and we can all agree on that, and as conflicting as he is, like he has definitely empowered this team to be a players' team. And one of the first actions that they did um, post-election last year was, was they were one of the first teams to unanimously agree to not stay at Trump hotels anymore. Wow. Um, when they were traveling. Hmm. Um, and this is, you know, as soft spoken as a guy like Jabari is, like he has been incredibly outspoken against police brutality, against hmm. gun violence, raising awareness um, for communities of color, which is which is I mean, Milwaukee has always lived in the shadow of Chicago. It's about an hour north. And, and all of those issues that that, you know, are are perplexing and, and devastating to Chicago Milwaukee deals with it as well, and so, you know, when you hear someone that you that you idolize, as, especially as a kid, that relates to those issues, like, it, it means the world. Let's see, Brogdon is called out, white supremacy and domestic terrorism by name. Wow. Um, but when you look at, like, Giannis and Than, um, both those guys, you know, Giannis with immigrant parents, you know, hustling on the streets of Greece just so that, you know, with his brothers, just so that they could eat. You know, there were nights they went hungry. Thon was from South Sudan, war-torn refugee at the age of five, ended up in Australia. Like these guys, in themselves, um, are are symbols against kind of like you know xenophobia or the anti-immigrant messaging. They're they're kind of like they they embody it more than they they speak on it.
0: Hmm. Gonna take a quick break, but when we come back, Jimmy is gonna give his uh, his final pitch for why I should be a Bucks fan. All right, stick around. This
1: is Tommy, a Knicks fan living in Chicago. The decision is sponsored by Alex's Twitter feed, at Alex Kaplan. Please follow him and tell him to keep being a Knicks fan, because if he abandons us, the only other person I'll be able to talk to about the Knicks is my brother, and we disagree about literally everything sports-related. Back to the show.
0: Okay, Jimmy, here's where I'm at now. I love love the the immigrant stuff. I love it seems like the players are really awesome and outspoken. It seems like I, I, I'm gonna get on you know TV and, and watch these guys and they're gonna be really, really fun to watch. But you know Jason Kidd, I, I, I'm really not on board with. Truly, it's hard for me to get excited. I'm sure Milwaukee's great, but it's hard for me to get excited about about this team still. So what's your final pitch to, to get me on board?
1: Giannis is the next transcendent talent, and watching him play, you know, it, it, I mean, I grew up with Brett Favre. They make the game so much more exciting, so much more fun to watch. But Alex, what I have for you is something a little different. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about the Knicks. Oh God. <laughs> and and I want to and I want to I want to come to the I want to come to you from a guy who has gone through 16 seasons without a playoff victory for my home team. Mm -hmm. Like I know what it's like to just be inept and just, and just have to deal with these issues. And I think, I think what you have is one of the best brands in basketball, like New York and basketball is synonymous. The first thing I did whenever I, when I visited New York is I had to see Rucker Park, you know, like when I think about, when I think about basketball, I think about New York and I think about hip hop, but, other than that. And the other thing is you have a freaking unicorn, which every yeah. team wishes they could build around. And I know Phil wait, was... Wait, so are, you,
0: are you trying to tell me that I shouldn't be a Bucks fan and that I should stay with the Knicks? Because because think, at some point, James Dolan's either going to sell the team or die, and I should just wait and stick around because Kristaps Porzingis is a unicorn? You're, so, you're telling me I, that I should do that?
1: I think you should be like a Bucs fan and earn those stripes and stick with them. And it's going to be so much sweeter, and you do have a freaking unicorn you get to watch play basketball. I mean, I want you to appreciate the Bucks because they're bad as hell, but I definitely think there's still hope. I think you should hold on. I think you should hold on.
0: Jimmy Gutierrez is a producer at New Hampshire Public Radio, former fireman as well. Um, That's right. Jimmy, uh, thanks uh, thanks for giving me this perspective.
1: Hey, man, I appreciate talking basketball.
0: The Decision is produced by me. Original music from Louis Stein, Alessio Romano, and my brother Scott Kaplan. There's going to be five new episodes of the show every weekday until Tuesday, October 17th, when the final episode's going to be released. Until then, follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash